BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The best hard rock, the best heavy metal, Talking Metal, a podcast hosted by Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Available through iTunes and most other podcast providers. Feel the power, feel the glory, TalkingMetal.com. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 212 of Talking Metal. How are you, Mark? I'm good. We are coming from Bionic today. It's a Friday in New York City, and all spoken word and dialogue on the Talking Metal podcast are copyright 2008 by Talking Metal. What's up, dude? You're going to a show tonight, right? Yeah, I'm going to check out a band called Kilohertz. They're from New York, and they are doing a CD release party at a place called Crash Mansion. Right, yeah, they sent in uh, some songs, and actually, here's a little of what they sound like. Pretty cool, you know. They, they, they uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your review of the show. And this, uh, this singer of theirs is wow, she's something yeah, else unbelievable, very, very hot. Maybe we'll get a picture of her up in today's show notes on talkingmetal.com. You guys can go over and uh, take a look, and, and uh, she's worth a look, definitely. Absolutely, uh, a lot of stuff going on. Of course, there was a Chinese democracy leak earlier, uh, I guess last week at this point. Man, I I don't know, man. It's like three new songs. They sound great, you know. Yeah, it's, it's they really just, do. It's uh, it's bizarre though. It's it's really a shame and somewhat embarrassing. I have to say that the record isn't out. I hope that this doesn't delay the record any more than it's already delayed. Um, I really want this record to come out. I think it's going to be an amazing record. The songs are just killer, and even though they've been leaked, I will still buy the album. Yeah, absolutely, but will most people? I mean, the thing is, with the music industry today, people just aren't buying albums anymore. You know, I mean, it's like they're either stealing it or they're buying one or the two tracks that they like on iTunes, you know, so uh, it's it's a weird situation, and it's a shame they just can't put the record out. I mean, you look at these bands like Nine Inch Nails who are just giving their music away on the website or even Coldplay or, or Radiohead have, have given some stuff away. Uh, it's um, definitely something I, I think Guns N' Roses should take a look at. I mean, this record, it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like they're fighting over promotional budgets. Who knows? But uh, it would just be nice if they could put it out and just kind of accept the fact that, hey, music doesn't sell like it used to. And... uh you know, it might not sell a million copies. It might sell 10,000 copies its first week, you know, like Sebastian's record. 
Right. Now, the thing about this record is that I really do think that all of the songs that I've heard so far are definitely strong songs. And I don't think very it's really strong, these. man. Yeah, They're absolutely. Very, very I, I think they songs. all could be, you know, classic sounding, single sounding GNR tunes. And I like the fact that the songs are very diverse. There's a song that uh, is reportedly called If the World. And I think that is just an unbelievable track. And I think that Axel should definitely be really, really proud of this record. Yeah, absolutely. I was in Virgin Megastore in Times Square and actually bought. A Chinese, an official. This is licensed by the by the band. An official Chinese democracy pin. Okay, uh, you can it? check wow. that. Yeah, you can check that out. It's up on my blog, uh, markstriegel.net. Uh, just you might have to go back a few pages to see it at this point. But um, that is really really cool. I saw this yeah. in the the room there. But yeah, it says Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy. It's got a star, and uh, it looks like there's like a is that Axel on there? I can't see that. Uh, it's like a person on there. It's a small yeah, pin. I, don't, I don't think that's Axel, no. But um, but it's so cool to actually see an official piece of merchandise that says the words Chinese democracy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the T-shirts that they've sold at the show have have said it, uh, right. but I haven't really seen much merchandise in actual stores that say Chinese democracy. So there you have it. Uh, it could be a sign. The album's on the way. Although I don't know if I would go that far. But you, you know what the the neat thing is is that I can't help but think that some of those songs that we've heard that were leaked are songs that our personal guitars and amplifier have been used on. That's true. Which is pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing. I totally forgot Bumblefoot borrowed our two Les Pauls to to play on Chinese Democracy. Yeah, actually I think he had he had two of mine, one of yours and my Marshall head. Wow. So, wow. talking metal contributed to Chinese democracy in in some way, which I think is great. Yeah, and totally. And I, I love it. I, I really do. I can't wait, though, until I have this album in my hand in some official capacity because I just think that it's just a shame if it doesn't come out because of all the hard work that Axel and everybody else has put into this record. I, I just want it to be officially released, even if it's over the Internet. Right. Well, keep waiting, man. Keep waiting because, you know, we're going to hear about it Many months before, really, you know, before it actually comes, comes out, out. They, they'll hype a release date. Judas right. Priest, uh, their record is out. I have it here in my hand. Nostradamus, look at the packaging on this thing. Wow, I'm waiting for mine. I haven't received it yet. Wow, this is great, man. No, it's like a book. I'm, yeah, I'm a little it, it, nervous because uh, I'm sending that off to Sci-Fi Magazine, which is uh, going to supposedly review a copy in our Sci-Fi it's Magazine. Really cool. Yeah, and I'm just worried. I hope they give it a good review. They should because I give it a good review. It's great. I offered. To write the review for Sci-Fi Magazine, and they told me that I was too close to oh, it, and so. that they wanted to be a real review. So right. we'll see. Uh, I don't really know that there's a lot of metalheads working over there, but hopefully they'll uh, recognize the the greatness of the Nostradamus Judas Priest record, which is now out in stores. We'll play a little bit of uh, music off of that on a future podcast. How Definitely. Check out the review that I wrote up in our review section. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. a big, long review. I want to talk about the Iron Maiden concert that you attended that, unfortunately, I missed. Yeah, that was great. It was great. I, I wrote it up in again in our review section on TalkingMetal.com. Just go to reviews. John has redone the site. It looks amazing. Thank but you. There is, uh, yeah, right up on the show. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know... Bruce complained, you know, I read on the internet that he'd been complaining, or at least once before, complained that somebody was smoking pot. It was the first thing out of his mouth, really, which Again. was kind of a drag Yeah, for a little me. bit of a negative, right? Yeah, and and then he kind of singled out these, uh, these kids from Brazil who were right up front and, like, embraced them verbally and kind of shut out all the New Yorkers in Madison Square Garden. But it was only for a few few minutes, and uh, it left a little bit of bad taste in my mouth, but it was, he was, uh, as soon as they broke into Revelations, uh, it was, kind of it was all good. It, and yeah. Iron Maiden has always been a band that make music better than they do anything else, and they, they make music better than most bands and musicians do, and it's just great to hear them rocking and playing out in a live setting always absolutely i got two two things one a comment on bruce dickinson and then another uh question i have to ask you about yannick um back in i'm trying to think of what year this was this had to probably be about 1988 ace fraley was opening up for iron maiden and i had seen maiden and ace about four times on the tour 
and Ace's guitar would smoke during his guitar solo. And sometimes that smell would still linger. You know, the smell of like the smoke bomb uh, would would be up there on stage. And um, it happened to be around the time of the 4th of July that I saw him at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And right at the top of the show, Bruce came out and he said, some idiots lighting a smoke bomb off. Or I don't know what his yeah. exact words are. I don't are. think he likes the smoke because it affects his, his voice vocals. or something. Yeah. You know, so. so he had a he was yelling and kind of saying and blaming that smell on the audience. And it wasn't. It was Ace's guitar. And so that was always kind of funny that I, totally. I was just thinking that that must have been an early show date. Because, you know, if Ace is opening up for him every night, he's going to smell that smell every night and think that somebody's lighting off fireworks. Uh, so that was kind of funny. Now, what happened with these stage moves, these Yannick Gears stage well, uh, moves? Well, Yannick drives me a little nuts with all his, like, throwing the guitar behind his head and dancing around on his tippy toes and stuff. And I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's uh, at times, he's, he's very energetic on stage. And in times, uh, you know, I, I felt a little annoyed by his... Uh, his prancing, rocking on out, stage. And stuff. Wow, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting that a it's just, it's heavy just... band like Maiden would have like antics like that. Because you know me, I'm, you know, yeah. I, well, I've... I guess he's just being natural, you right? Know? I mean, I've made my share of ridiculous stage moves in the past, as you uh, have witnessed live. But uh, I'm surprised that in a, a band like Maiden, that uh, you know, some of that stuff still goes because I could see some of that happening. You know, with the you know, Cinderella used to throw their guitars around their shoulders and stuff, and that was cool for that genre of music. And I'm not saying that it's not cool for Maiden, Maiden but, uh, you know, I was actually surprised to read that in your review. Yeah, he's a little much at times, uh, just visually. Mu- musically, he's always great and always has been, all the way back to, like, Ian Gillen. Ian Bluesy Gillen, Blue yeah. Sky, one of my favorite Gillen songs, which I believe he co-wrote or at least plays on. Yeah, I always like that title, too. Yeah. Anyways, we... Uh, being that the GarageBand uh, editing system I use only has 66 minutes of time, I think we should maybe quickly read a letter or two and then get into our interview. Excellent. Yeah, we have some some uh, great interviews coming up. Are we going to do two interviews on this I one think, or one? I think let's do – I was planning on two. I but let's just do get, one. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back in a future episode and do Eric from Overloaded. Cool. Um, Maybe the next episode or something, because they're actually, by the way, Overloaded, our good friends, are playing Rocklahoma. Uh, wow. So we will have all that information. I don't have it in front of me right now, but we'll, uh, we'll get, get that to you. Yeah, we'll get that future. to you. I believe it's uh, it's a great slot, too. It's like at 8.15 at night. So if you go to today's show notes, actually, you know what? Let's put it up in the news section. Go okay. to TalkingMetal.com to the news section, and we'll have all the information about Overloaded's performance at Rocklahoma. Right, which is really cool because Overloaded is one of these bands that, you know, we embraced very early on. And it's it's kind of cool that we would post news about one of our favorite groups in our news section. Totally. Yeah, so we've got a great interview with a good, good friend of mine, Nick Catanese from Black Label Society, and now a great new band called Speed X. Right, totally. We'll get to that in a minute. Let me read a letter here. Hey, guys, I've been listening to your podcast for several months now, trying to get caught up on all the episodes. Can you drink a toast to Tracy Michaels? Tracy was one of the first people I met after moving to L.A. last year, and even though I didn't know him for very long, we worked together and he was absolutely one of the nicest people I will ever know. He never had a bad thing to say about anyone, and no one would ever say a bad thing about him. Many of my friends have known him for years, and we will all have a piece of us missing without him. I miss his, last, I miss his laughter most of all. Mark, thanks for posting the news about our friend. I'll never forget him. Heather. Heather, thanks for uh, the email. Yeah, I was very sad to read that news. John was just saying he hung out with... Uh... I was friends with these guys on MySpace. I was completely aware of their band. It was called Peppermint Creeps. And I believe I saw them out at one of the Rock Honors shows in Las Vegas when Kiss played. And uh, But I had followed this band, and uh, although I, I really didn't know them personally, I kind of felt like I did uh, just because they were friends of mine on MySpace. And um, I'm really 
freaked out by the whole thing. Basically, what happened was they had uh, just done a tour. Uh, they, I think they drove like from Texas all the way to California like in a day or something and played a gig. And then after the gig, something happened and uh, there was no ODs, no nothing like that. I don't know what happened and it's uh, just a, a tragedy. Yeah, it's sad. Definitely. Let's do let's do that toast. Yeah, too, Tracy. let's do a toast. And while we're toasting, uh, I'm going to play a little music here. This is actually an awesome cover by the Peppermint Creeps of Bastard, the Motley Crue classic. And a toast to Tracy. Nice Corona to Tracy and the Peppermint Creeps. Yeah, definitely. Anyways, uh, yeah. Heather, thank you very much for your letter. And again, that was a little Motley Crue cover there by the Peppermint Creeps. Bastard. You got a letter there, John? Then maybe we'll get to the Nick stuff. Okay, good. I I like this letter, actually. Whoa. Just knocked, uh, practically knocked everything down here. Hey, Mark and John, this may come off as both trivial and narcissistic, but after listening to the intro to the episode 209 of the Talking Metal podcast where the announcer lists off a bunch of cities you guys have fans and listeners in, I noticed there was no mention of any cities in Canada. I've heard this intro dozens upon dozens of times in the past, but the omission never registered with me until today. If you are ever able to re-record this intro... I would consider it a huge honor if you would give a shout-out to Calgary the next time around. Keep up the great work, guys. Martin from Calgary in Canada. And you know what? I never realized that either. And we did do I wrote those intros. I take uh, responsibility for that. We did do something on Talking Metal, though. It was a a Canada, like three Canadian Canadian specials. Yeah, Yeah, it was like Canada Rocks 1, 2, and 3. So we we definitely gave a shout-out to Canada. And we got a lot of listeners up there, and we we value you guys. So a good point, and uh, you know we will eventually, hopefully, record those, uh, re-record those <laughs> intros, or do some new ones. I got I an idea. Say. You know what I don't like about the intros? Uh, you know, Bud Friendly, his voice when he did those, which was a while ago, was more like FM rock guy right and now Less it's bud become friendly. more he's morphed it a little more because that is the same guy who who is bud friendly uh morphed it a little bit more and um kind of uh yeah maybe we need him to find it the yeah he needs bud to do it in the voice, current right. bud friendly voice and definitely give some shout some shout outs to uh to canada, canada. and canadian cities uh, how about this just in case we don't have time you can splice this in calgary yeah <laughs> toronto <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Edmonton. Vancouver. Montreal. Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, Toronto. A lot of great Maple cities. Up, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, a big lot hockey of great fan, cities man. up there. I've been to Toronto, and you've hung out in Vancouver a num- number of times, right? Yeah, I was in Toronto as a kid. I don't remember it. Uh, I've been to uh, uh, a lot. Of, I've been all over been Canada. Niagara Falls. Yeah, Niagara Falls. Um, Algonquin, I believe, is a place we used to go camping as a kid. And been to Montreal a number of times, uh, Vancouver a number of times, Whistler Mountain. Whistler, yeah. Kiss was supposed to play at Whistler, and the concert was mysteriously canceled due to, according to Kiss, some kind of problem with the uh, promoter or something like that. Interesting thing. Uh, You know what? I don't know if I'm half asleep or what is going on today, but uh, completely normal day yesterday, no party and nothing. Um, biggest activity was going to the grocery store. Yet today, I cannot seem to speak. Do not know why. But 
Yeah, sound fine, man. Yeah, no worries. You. Let's. Uh, we better get into the interview though, because I know um, we want to play a couple songs too. Yeah, Nick Catney's, like I said, great, great guy, great, great guitar player, great family. Big Nick and Carol. Everything about Nick Catney's is cool, and he's got this great new band with Mike Stone from Queensrÿche and some other great musicians. And uh, you'll hear all about this band, Speed X, in this interview that we did right here at Bionic for Talking Metal Live. Yeah, so what we'll do is we'll play a little Black Label Society, get into the interview, we'll end with some more music, and then at the end of the podcast I'm going to put on a few uh, clips of Talking Metal listeners who have called into the the live show recently. So you guys can hear yourself, and uh, we always love to hear from you guys. Sound good? Sounds great. Why don't we get into one of my favorite songs? Yeah, name it. Suicide Messiah. You got Black it. Black Label Society, followed by the interview with Nick. We'll have links up to all the SpeedX stuff on TalkingMetal.com in today's show notes. And be sure to tune in Tuesday night to TalkingMetalLive.com. We're doing another live show, some cool guests. And we have Endeavor After yes, for on Talking, Talking Rock. Rock. Yep. And uh, who else? Stone Rider. Uh, Stone Rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was a band that was featured on Talking Metal on Fuse in the Metal Detector section. And Alex, right? Alex is coming on. Yeah, Alex Grassi. Yeah. So it should be a fun show. Those are the tentative guests. It's 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock East Coast time. So Tuesday, please, the Tuesday. 24th of yeah, June. Yeah, which is probably like tomorrow by the time you hear this. And that's about it, man. Yeah, make sure you support SpeedX, support Nick, and... Right here, this is Suicide Messiah. After the interview, stay tuned for Z-Man. Absolutely. We have one of my favorite ever musicians on the line right now. His name is Nick Catanese. He's from the great Black Label Society, and he has got a brand new band called Speed X. Nick, are you on the line? What's up, brother? Hey, Nick, man. Uh, great to, to talk to you. Me and Nick are from the same hometown area, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm from Johnstown. Nick's from Pittsburgh. Very close. Nick used to play in my hometown with a great band called High Voltage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. We were... God, I didn't even know you were there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, I mean, you guys were amazing. You were one of the, like, only, possibly the only band that would come through Johnstown with a pro setup, you know, gear, lighting, the whole nine yards, and, and that's what set you guys apart from every band. That's why I remember High Voltage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, uh, you know, we always tried, um, you know, taking taking pride in the shows and, and uh, you know, the shows and the lights and everything to just make it... Uh, you know, make it what it's, you know, shows are supposed to be is, is, uh, eye entertainment. You know what I mean? And, uh, 
you know, I even think like a lot of bands even, you know, forgot about that. It's, it's, uh, you know, my philosophy is like when you go out to a concert, say, you know, me and you went to a show, it's, you know, I'd say, you know, let's go see a show. And the underworld line is see, see, you know, see like, a show. Right. You know, it's like Kiss and, you know, like the old, you know, like the Motley Crue shows and the Van Halen when they had stacks and everything and Judas Priest and like, that's, you know, that's something when you walk away from the show, you're like, wow, that was, that, that was intense. cool. That was cool. Yeah. It was a, it was know, a whole experience, you know, going yeah. to see a show. Yeah. yeah it's an it, important thing. Right. You know, and that's even like what I'm trying to do even with Speed X is, is uh, make it a, you know, it's going to be great music with, you know, with a lot, you know, visuals and, and just, uh, you know, something that's going to keep people there. For the Talking know. Metal listeners who don't know about Speed X, can you tell us what it's all about musically and who's in the band? Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of funny, but um, it's me, uh, Mike Stone from Queensryche, um, uh, uh, Josh Sattler that played uh, bass for Double Drive, a man, great band out of Atlanta, and our drummer's Mike Froge, um, that played drums for uh, Double Drive, and you know, he does a lot of, you know, he uh, filled in for tons of people and has a great studio, Open Sky Studios in Atlanta, which we go to all the time. Um, that's, you know, that's where we're doing our CD, but um you know, me and Stoney met at uh, NAMM two years ago for, uh, we did this thing called the Black Tooth Bash for Dimebag. And, Which was uh, amazing. Uh, that was fun. That was fun, man. I mean, you know, me and Mike Stone got together and, and it was uh, JD and uh, Brian Tishy. And we Which got together. Mark and I know from Berkeley. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, great, great people. And, uh, you know, we got together and played and me and Stoney really hit it off as far as uh, guitar players. You know, I mean, we played the same and everything. We clicked really well and then found out that he was a great bass player. And uh, the first time we went into the studio, it was me, Stoney, and uh, Mike Froge. And we went in and just, you know, never played together before. We went down to Atlanta and we, we, you know, knocked out like five songs in a week and just, you know, came up with really, really cool stuff. And uh, Stoney's playing, playing bass and singing, you know, for now. But then uh, Josh came in um, probably about like a month or two and uh he plays bass he plays guitar he sings and everything so there's a lot of you know versatile people well that i think that's like the coolest thing about this band is that like everybody in the band can play multiple instruments and that you yeah. guys are going to utilize that as part of the the live show and on record and well like you've been on tour with black label society and then Stoney's out with Queensryche, but you guys can still record, and the recording process doesn't have to stop because everybody can play pretty much any instrument. Right, right. Almost even like now, um, I'm going into the studio in uh, uh, like June 22nd or something. I'm going down to do my guitar parts because I was out whenever Stoney and Mike and Josh did their parts. You know, so I'm going to go in and do my parts, and then we'll have like. We're gonna have like thirteen songs, you know, by the end of this. And wow, I didn't even realize you guys that had that many tunes already, like yeah. you know, on the burner, getting ready to go. Oh yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's already a done deal, and and uh, you know, the stuff is really, really different. I mean, it, it's uh, you know, there's some, you know, there's some, you know, heavier groove songs, and then uh, we have a few songs. There's one song that actually sounds like if if Pink Floyd and and like you know Stevie Ray Vaughan got in a car accident. You know, you know, really trippy, moody, blues kind of stuff. Um, there's a song uh, we actually have uh, Stoney's playing like dueling banjos. It's like really like a like a heavy, almost bluegrass song. You know, so we're we're just taking it to like different different things. You know, yeah, just, lots of different influences like Zeppelin. Like, cause, uh, people when they think of you, are probably thinking that maybe you'll come out with a something that sounds just like Black Label, but that's not yeah. what this is. This is no. like you're taking your influences from Zeppelin to metal to Motley Crue mm -hmm. to and and coming up with something new. And it, it doesn't sound like Queensrÿche either. People are gonna think, no. okay, it's Black Label meets Queensrÿche, but that's not what this is. It's a brand new rock band. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's styles of you know different you know like. You know, pretty much, I mean, as long as I've been in Black Label, you know, Zach does all the writing. So, right. you know, that's... So people that's, haven't had a chance to hear your stuff yet until right. now. Right. I mean, you know, I've been, you know, it's been 12 years that I haven't, you know, done anything. And now I'm just like, you know what, it's time to time to show, you know, just, you know, all the stuff that I've been having in my mind. And then Stoney's like a song factory. He just, like, every day is a new song. And, <laughs> that's great. And, I mean, he's like, he's, he's a trip, man. I'm, and, uh... You know, it's just really, 
you know, really, really relaxing, you know, like that week. And, you know, like I've been down in Atlanta like two times and just, it, it's really, really cool. I mean, just really relaxing and just, you know, everybody's at their own pace and just, um, you can do what you want, you know, and just go in and record. Then we go eat and go back and record Just stay in the studio and just have fun. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, you know, it's just cool for me cause it's just something new, you know, something that's, uh, you know, cause I just been, black label for almost 12 years this June. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you know, God bless everybody, but you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's time to just see, you know, see what I got and, you know, hopefully it's, uh, hopefully people like it and, and, um, you know, take a shot at it. Now, has Zach given you his blessing with all this? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's totally cool with it. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I played him, you know, I played him some of the stuff and he was, Oh, cool. It was kind of funny because he was talking and I just went in and I put the CD in and he was sitting there talking all of a sudden he stopped. He's like, what is this? Like, That's great. Me. He's like, well, what's me. his music? Goes, like he was into it. Yeah. He goes, what is this? I'm like, dude, it's me. He's like, That's you. And I was like, yeah. He goes, man. He goes, That's awesome. He's like, you know, good job. And, you know, so, uh, oh, excellent. Yeah. It was just like him with Ozzy. I mean, he, you know, he has, you know, he has black label with Ozzy and, you know, I can have this. And Right. Well, that's, that's what I think is, is the key to keeping bands together and the key to keeping people cool with each other is that like everybody can kind of do like their own thing and do whatever they want to do. Ozzy doesn't say to Zach, you can't do black label. And, and Zach uh, uh, on the same lines doesn't say, you know, I want to keep all my guys, you know, tight and, and not let them out. And, and, and like, the thing right. is like, you're a lot, like, I think it's great that you're doing something that's killer with a bunch of amazing musicians and right. getting a chance to, to really show your stuff because everybody who knows black label knows that you really know what you're doing on the guitar. I mean, you kick ass and i mean you've done even you've even done solos on the on the last black label record you know instead of zach and um i uh think that it's so cool that now people are going to get the first chance to hear your music yeah yeah i'm you know i'm excited i mean it's just uh you know it's really really you know it's cool for me and it's almost like it was scary because it was just like you know what's going to come out like you know all this stuff that i've had you know, you have it in your mind when it's supposed to be, and then all of a sudden it's like you have a chance to do it. And, you know, you go in and it's like, is it going to suck? Is it going to be cool? Like, like what is it? And then it's almost like having a kid. It's just like, you know, like, you know, is the kid going to be healthy? You know, it's going to be, right. you know, you know. And finally when you hear it back, you're just like, wow. I mean, we did it, you know. And, and uh, you know, I just never really had that. You know, I never had that opportunity to actually express yourself in, you know, in a way that's, uh, you know, your music and, you know, people that are just, you know, I'll come up with something and, you know, Stoney will be like, okay, well, you know, I'll add this to it. And then, you know, Mike throws down a killer drum, you know, drum beat on it. And it's like, damn, you know, we got a, we got a slamming piece here. And it's, uh, it's fun, man. So when, know, can we, really... when can we hear this stuff? Um, well, uh, I'm going down in, you know, like I said, probably, uh, you know, like June, uh, June 22nd, just get on to put my stuff on it and uh then after that we're gonna get it um you know get it mixed and mastered and stuff and then after that uh you know hopefully we'll have something to send you and you know excellent we'll put it on as soon as you got anything we'd love to be the first place to premiere speed x yeah be awesome yeah well um if you go to uh uh myspace.com forward slash uh speed x band there's uh there's two cuts from it like like maybe like 20 second clips of uh, two songs, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I've heard and they sound great. Now you know what's what was also on the site is that uh, you guys look like you have a, a lot of fun down in the studio, and I think Stony seems to be a, a character because I've seen him play live with Queensrÿche, but until I saw the stuff on on your site uh, of him talking, he seems like he's pretty much of a character. Oh, he's he's a trip. I mean, he's just, uh, I mean, his sense of humor is, you know, insane. I mean. Just, uh, you know, that's the thing is, you know, we just all keep each other laughing. You know what I mean? And, and uh, this is cool. That's that's yeah. the way to to do it for sure. You know what, Nick? I wanted to uh, let everybody know something, and I wanted to ask you a question about this. But one of the mm-hmm. coolest things that I've heard, one of the best stories, is that somebody that I know that you've always admired, Paul Stanley of Kiss, was actually completely a fan, and his son was a big fan of yours. And th- could you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of kind of strange because 
um, Paul signed with Washburn. Right. And, um, you and know, you've got the great, uh, you know, evil twin idol guitar out. Yeah, I'm proud of that thing. Um, but he, you know, he was there, and, and I'm I'm tripping out because it's Paul Stanley. And, you know, and I'm sitting there, I'm, like, shaking his hand, and I look down, and his son Evan was a Black Label fan and, wow. you know, like, like my playing. So it was, like, this circle of, like, coolness. You know what I mean? Like, man. Yeah, no, it's like, insane. It's I'm always great. like a you know, Kiss fan, and I said to Paul, I was like, man, I had a Kiss lunchbox in kindergarten, you know, <laughs> and then I, then I thought about it, and I'm like, oh, man, yeah, you know. You don't want to make him was, think that, yeah, no, you're I saying, like, you're this old guy, but, no, but you know, he knew that you were just yeah. being cool, but. Yeah, but the funny thing was, I got it back, because that night, we went to uh, the uh, Monster, Monster Energy Drinks had a party at, um, at this club, and we went, it, it was Avenged Sevenfold for, for monster and coffin cases and stuff. And, you know, I went down and, you know, just to see, you know, Zachy and, you know, Sinister and all, you know, all those guys. And, cool. I walk in it, and uh, Sinister comes up to me and he goes, man, he goes, it's really cool. You came, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I started playing, you know, listening to you and Zach and, you know, and I'm like, Wow. Yeah, now, now so the, like. and let me <laughs> let the let me clarify this for the talking metal listeners is that Sinister Gates and Zacky Vengeance of Avenged Sevenfold were actually big fans of your you know, Nick Catanese. So that is and guys yeah. these guys are laughing at me because I said sevenfold wrong, but that's not yeah. due to any kind of wine drinking or anything. That's just due to I actually made a mistake. That's a blooper. Anyway, I, I can tell that the, the studio here is going a little crazy. But anyway. Um but no, that's what that is. Like that you were saying that uh, you know, you know, you're a big fan of Paul, but then guess what? People are influenced by you too, and that's very cool. And, well that, yeah, definitely. You know, that kind of tripped me out. It was like the first time that I've ever heard that before, you know, and, and just yeah, because I just, you know, basically it's just me playing guitar. I mean, you know, you know, and it's, you know, I'm the last person. Like, I get kind of freaked out when someone uses the rock star term, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm just a really lucky guitar player. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a guy that's played in his basement and played in, you know, local bands and everything. And all of a sudden I got, you know, I had a shot back in 96 to play with Zach. And it's like, you know, I've been there since 96 and just making everything that I can of it, but I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I'm a rock star, you know, it's just, I'm just... Well, I think that's the coolest thing about you, Nick, is that you never changed from being the guy that you were, you know, when you were a kid and you were listening to records and you had high voltage until now. You're still the exact same guy. And speaking of uh, the old stuff like Book of Shadows, and Mark and I actually were at a gig that I guarantee you probably were at on that Book of Shadows tour at the Mercury Lounge, I think, in uh, Mm -hmm. New York. Yeah, I mean, if you, you know, if it was a show for, you know, Book of Shadows, it was uh, me and Zach and a bunch of candles and and, uh, two backdrops, and that that was it. I mean... You know, that's you know, that was that was kinda like the hardest thing for me was like when I got that gig, it was just you know, it wasn't us playing electrics, you know, it was like, Okay, you're gonna be you're gonna be Zach's guitar player, but you're playing on a twelve string the whole time. Wow. And, you know, like no drummer, no bass player, just him and I sitting on two stools, um, you know, and he's soloing and, and like I had to keep that rhythm going the whole time because there was nothing else. I mean, there was no bass, no drums. It was just me and him sitting there and, you know, and, you know, of course I'm shitting bricks cause it's like, you know, I'm sitting next to Zach and, you know, it's still new for me. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's like, you know, I had posters of him whenever he came out with Ozzy and like no rest for the wicked. And here I am sitting on stage with him. And it's like, this is crazy, you know, but then, right. you know, you know, 11, 12 years later, we're still, you know, we're still there. And, and, um, you know, it's just like, you know, like, like one of the first things he said to me was, you know, use me as a stepping stone, you know, to get where you want to go. And, uh, that's very cool. Yeah. I thought that was, that was really, really cool. And, you know, I, you know, I never went anywhere for that long, you know, not that I'm going anywhere anyways. It's just, you know, it took me this long to, to, to meet three people that I want to play with. And, you know, just do something different. And that's what music's about, I guess. Just, you know, it's a journey, you know, and just, you know, seeing what you can do. So do we, can we expect Black Label to maybe return in early 2009 or, or don't, don't you know quite yet? 
I have no idea what the schedule is. I mean, we just, you know, we did that Brazil and Mexico thing in April and, and, um, you know, I think everybody's just, you know, we've been cranking at it for so long. It's just, you know, I think we're just all taking a, taking a, a well deserved vacation. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know, and he hasn't stopped since God was stronger than death. I mean, it's just been, you know, studio tour, Aussie, studio tour, Aussie, studio tour, Aussie. And it's just like, okay, put the brakes on for a little while. Yeah. The, know, guy, so the guy's like a music machine. I mean, he showed up to do our Talking Metal on Fuse interview, and we ended up recording well, with him that. in the, yeah, in the <laughs> studio <laughs> all night. What did you think of that? Be honest. We, we can... No, 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 no. No, the funny thing was, was I saw, uh, I think it was the, inter- uh, the interview with uh, uh, Guns N' Roses. Um, Bumblefoot? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw that. It was like, oh, yeah, I was here, and I didn't know that it was going to be an all-night thing. And I'm like, right. whenever he said that, I was cracking up, because that's all it ever is with us. It's just yeah. like, once, you know, we're at rehearsal, like, say, like, we do a rehearsal for a tour. It's, okay, get in rehearsal at 1 o'clock, and we don't get out until, like, 4 in the morning. Because, <laughs> like, cause, you know, we all want to go. We're just like, dude, we've been playing these songs since, like, 2000. Yeah. You know, it's like, if we don't know these by now, we should quit, you know, and just try something else. <laughs> you know, like I'll work at I'll work at Carl's Junior or something, you know. But but like he just gets on this roll of of like he'll sit behind a piano or he'll sit there and it's like they got to dim the lights and everything, and all of a sudden we got this nude music going until like three in the morning, and I'm like. When I saw when I saw you guys, I was just cracking up. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's funny you said dim, everybody. Yeah, you, you said dim the lights because I remember specifically Zach saying, "Dim the lights, dim the lights." And the camera people were like, "We can't dim the lights because yeah. we won't be able to see. We don't have cameras that can record in the in, dark I, without yeah, the lights." Yeah, I know. You almost need night vision. Yeah, you know, it's like, get, get the night vision. It's gonna be all green. Yeah, it turns out like the Paris Hilton video. You know? Yeah, exactly. So we we were not in, you know, we were not prepared to be in store for a thirteen hour session when we initially thought it was two. We were glad to do it, but we just had no idea. Mm. Now I know that all your rehearsals turn into that. Oh, dude, it's it's every day. Yeah, I mean that's that's like, you know, everybody's just like holy because he's he's full on all yeah. the time. I mean, there's no like. There's no break. There's no like you know take it your you know it's just like go 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 well, go and I'm like that's that like they broke the mold when they made him. I the, mean, yeah. the funniest <laughs> thing is that uh, I think it was Mark who goes uh, not Mark Strigel but Mark from Black Label goes um, you know the uh, road manager uh, goes. Uh-huh. Um, Somebody went to give Zach like one Heineken, and uh, they go, "No, no, just for the interview portion, he's going to need at least like a six pack or two." And, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, and they go, yeah. "You don't realize that, that, you know, this is not like one thing. You got to give him the whole nine yards right up front." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I remember we went on this, this uh, promo tour, and like, it's you know, I don't drink. Right, I know that's the most yeah. amazing thing that we've got Zach, who is is known for like really partying out, and then you, who are his like brother, who don't doesn't do drink at all. Right? No, no, and and you know people are like you know God, you know I can't believe you don't drink. I said, well, I said you can either go two two ways. You can either turn into a boozer, or it's the best AA you ever have. You know, because right. it's like right. you know, every you know, every day you wake up on a bus that smells like a frat house, you're just like eh. I don't want it, you know, but you know, it's, it's more for him, you know? So, um, but no, I mean, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's got to have everything that he needs and, and that's it. I mean, it's, you know, once, once he's got it and he feels comfortable and, and you're there for the long haul and there's really, <laughs> there's really no escape either. It's like, you know, we always call it the vortex. It's just like, once you get caught in the vortex, you're in it and you know, you're like Dorothy from the wizard of Oz, you're going to take a ride and you, you, know, you don't know when you're coming back. You know, so, yeah, so Nick, I don't want to bring things down at all, but I, I want to uh, I want to give you a chance because I know that uh, a very tragic thing happened recently, and um, I know that somebody who was like a sister to, uh, to you passed away, and I just wanted to give you a chance to comment on that, and you know, as a tribute to uh, Michelle, yeah, ex Phantom yeah. Blue, and with Meldrum, uh, tell us about yeah. your experiences and just you know how how yeah. terrible this is. She, she was. She was, you know, like I wrote, you know, I read on her side, I said, you know, she was probably like one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. And, and, uh, Meldrum came out and opened up for us. They were on tour with us and, you know, they, they did, you know, extensive touring with us and we really, really got to be close and everything. And, 
and the first time that they came out with us, I remember seeing them, and they were all just like so thankful and just happy and just love music and everything. And me and Michelle, you know, she was a guitar player, so we just talked about you know guitars and talk shop all the time. And she always just had the like like the coolest laugh. Like that's the thing I always remember. She just had like this like the coolest like happy laugh ever, you know. And wow. and uh, you know, we just talk and everything and. You know, see her at Nam, and she like every show that she could come out to, she was there. She always had a black label strap up, you know, on her guitar all the time. And and uh, like there's one picture that someone sent me today. I remember back before I had my Washburns, I played you know my Les Pauls, and the one tour they were out with us. Her her Les Paul, something was wrong with it. Like her jack was bad or something. I let her play my my black '68 Paul. Wow. And and uh, someone sent me a picture today of her playing it. And Man. it was it was a trip. I mean, it's just but uh, yeah. Mark called me and uh, you know he was like, you know Michelle, you know went into a coma and it's just you know it's something you know it almost reminded me like when Dime got you know got got killed. It's just like you think everybody that you know is just gonna immortal. be there forever. You right. know, yeah, you know they're immortal. They're, you know I always know that like. Hey, you know, when I go out to California or whatever, Michelle will come out to a gig or, you know, we go to Texas, time will be there. And, and it's just like, wow, they're not there anymore, you know? And it's just, uh, you know, it's just a shame. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, God definitely has an angel up there playing the guitar because she, uh, I mean. She's she up there now with Dime playing yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm I mean, sorry. I'm very sorry for, for oh, you no. and for everybody, man. Oh, well, you know, it's just, uh, you know, like that's the thing is even you know music really turned out to be almost like a it's like a rolling family camp thing you know it's just like you meet so many people and like everybody becomes family and right. uh you know Dave Williams you know from Drowning Pool um you know I remember the night before he died we were on Ozfest together and the last you know I saw him you know we played the gig together and and uh, the last thing he said to me, he comes up and, you know, our buses were pulling out. And he comes up to me before our bus rolled away. He's like, he goes, dude, he goes, is it weird to get goosebumps when you see Ozzy? And I'm like, no, man. I'm like, that's, right. wow. that's, that's Oz, you know? And he gave me a hug and he's like, all right, man, I'll see you in Virginia. And I was like, all right, boss, I'll see you tomorrow. And next day came and our tour manager called. He's like, Dave Williams died. I'm like, what? I'm like, Jeez. this is. I know, remember man. when that happened. Yeah. You know, and it was really hard. We had to play that night. You know, we go on stage and all the drowning pools gear is gone, you know, and it's just like, uh, like, man, he was just here yesterday. Like, what happened? You know, and then, yeah. and then Dime, you know, I remember being home. I was going through my, you know, I was answering emails and I hit, like, uh, refresh and someone posted Dime shot at El Rosa Villa. I'm like, what? Like, like the greatest people. I mean, Dave Williams, who was just a, a true blue fan of, you know, every time he saw him, he was happy. Dime, every day, you know, you saw him. He was happy. He was the life of the party. Michelle and Angel, they're going. You know, it's just like, you know, everybody says the good die young. And it's like, you know, it makes you feel like being a dick sometimes. It's just like, right, so you don't die young, right? Jeez, yeah, what a, what a thing, man. It's just freaking insane, but... Yeah. So I'm sorry to bring that up, but I, I knew that you guys were close, um, and I just wanted to to tell you how sorry I was. And um, I, I appreciate you know, it, man. Hey, no problem, Nick. On a lighter note, before we let you go, we want to let's let's talk about your guitar for a little okay. bit, so that all the people out there can go out and check them out. Because I held one down in Baltimore, and uh, it was one of the ones that had a tremolo on it, which was I think oh, was very one. cool. Yeah. yeah and uh, but yeah. just tell everybody about your signature series guitars. Well, um, Dime actually got me. Got me, you know, he actually introduced me to Washburn because he was playing Washburn at the time. And um, he called Washburn. He was one of the people that says, hey, you got to check this cat out and, and everything. And then he called me and they're like, you know, you know, are you interested in having a, you know, a signature series? And I'm like, whoa. Like, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Out of control. You know, yeah. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you always like, you know, dream about opening up a case and there's your name on a guitar and like the way that you want it and everything. And, and, um, you know, so I went up to Washburn and, and they, um, you know, let me pick out the wood that I want. They, uh, I took that black guitar, uh, my black, uh, 68. They took the, they took the neck radius. They put jumbo frets. It's basically, you're playing a Washburn Les Paul. That's, right. that's, that's the whole, that's the whole 
thing of it is, you know, the the knobs are the same. The you know, there's nothing fancy on it. Just you know, like just the you know, uh, volume tone knobs, uh, jumbo frets. Just really like <laughs> they're like twelve, thirteen pounds a piece. So it's just, I like heavy know, guitars, and I know yeah. Mark plays heavy guitars. Yeah, Mark is yeah, a and, Gibson fan, and, and he uh, plays a lot of heavy, you know, explorers. Yeah, I mean, because you know, that's you know, that's where you get the tone. I mean, just. You know, just uh, you know, thick wood and and just uh, you know, just you know, just has so much sustain to it and and you know, rings and it's just really clear and I mean, they do a great job and and um, the uh, shot the hell guitar that I have, uh, like every like every time you know, like my contract comes up, they always say, okay, we're gonna make you like a one off. Like, what do you want? And I always try stumping them, and uh, that was right when Shot the Hell came out. Well, that, that's like, the most insane story of that guitar. Yeah, that you yeah, actually heard. shot with a gun, right? Yeah, well, um, I said to him, I said, okay, well, you know, shot to hell. And if you go on uh, washburn.com, they have a podcast of them making it, you know, like me, me telling them what I want and everything. And, like, my idea was, okay, well, shot to hell. I said, burn it and shoot it. And um, I was kind of kidding, you know, at the time, because I'm like, how do you actually do that and have a guitar that's going to really play? Right. And, but it um, has holes in it. I've seen that guitar. There's holes in the yeah, guitar. Oh, they, they, they shot it where it with a Glock, you know, and a shotgun. They just, they, they, they put the bodies down there and uh, the one big hole through the body and then there's one through, like, um, I think the bottom horn and you can see right where the knobs are, the bullet missing, just chipped off a part of the body and they burned it with a blowtorch then put um, 50 cal rounds for knobs. I mean, it's just cool. the most, like, hideously beautiful guitar I've ever seen in my life. I love it. Everybody should go to washburn.com and you can check that guitar out and you can also yeah. see those podcasts. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely, Killer. man. Nick, you thanks know, so much for joining us. We really oh, appreciate dude, you checking in. Anything for you, man. That's, you know. Like, Thank listen, you, Nick. Listen, I was thinking yeah. of playing a little uh, Book of Shadows. Okay. Like, wow. Cool. Any specific, way beyond empty? Do you dig that one? How about um, Sold My Soul? Let's see. Sold My Soul. Let me just Mark make sure is like I got the DJ on here. the computer here. I can believe I do. Nick, uh, special thanks out to Big Nick and Carol. Let's say hello to everybody. And also, one of these days when I come back to PA, you got to introduce me to Eric McKenna. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. Boogie Street Guitars, i got to go out there, man. Check them yeah. out. Cool. Dude, anytime you come in, you know, I'll take you out to dinner. Cool, man. That would be awesome. Absolutely, John. Uh, when you come to New York, too, I know you're going to be up here uh, soon. Uh, let's make sure we get to hook up, and I'll take you out to dinner, and, and your dad and everybody, man. We'll have a blast. I'll bother yeah. you when I get up there. Cool. <laughs> okay, All let's right, see if Nick. Mark has the tune. Sold my soul. There it is. Zach Wild, Book of Shadows. Nick Katniss, thanks so much, man. Thanks, Nick. No problem. Talk to you soon, man. You okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm contemplating suicide, torn from all my pride. Man, tell me, son, that ain't the way. I'm gonna make a deal with you, child. Gonna live another day. Just sign right here, son. Everything will be Son, 
Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, fellas? Z-Man. I can't believe we're talking to Z-Man, the guy with 3,000 posts on the Talking Metal forums. Hey, I got nothing else to do, you know, at work, but sit there and go to your guys' website. Cool. Z-Man, you're a cool man. Thank I, you very much. I know you much. told us before, but what again do you do for a living? I'm an auditor. Oh, maybe you didn't tell us. I'm not sure. No, auditor for, like, taxes and stuff or for uh, no, other no, companies? No. No, for a private company. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, good. And so do you just have the forums, like, up, like, minimized on your screen, and then you just click it occasionally and shoot well, up some minimized. posts? it's on. it's on full screen. <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> I, you, just, I don't have a boss. You just stare at, great. at the forums. Now, That's do you ever venture in the chat room, like, in the middle of the day just to see if any weirdos are hanging out in there? All the time. The only weirdo <laughs> that's usually in there is Shotaholic. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, man, you guys, I'm glad to see we're getting back with that. Uh, you guys are getting back with the Talking Metal Live, man. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah definitely. We have, we're we have having fun a good time. doing it. And, uh, yeah, I'm not drinking tonight, so the whole thing feels a little uh, a little strange. Different. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. different tonight. And but, I'm uh, not drinking a lot tonight, so that It's all part of the new different. image. It's all part yes, of the new the image. The new image no. of Talking Metal. Not hey, really. It's all good, though. It's all good. Yeah. Now, we really don't have a new image, guys. We're just kidding. But, so how, how are you doing? Your kids doing all right? Oh, yeah, they're doing good. I'm surprised they're not screaming right now because we're in the car driving to uh, dinner. So you're calling from the car. Hell, yeah. You are a true blue talking metal So dude. You're, you're not in the chat room right now, or are I, you I, driving I, I, and I, I, in the I, chat room? Hey, if, I, if that was possible, I would. I'd be in the chat room right now, but I left the chat room about 10 minutes ago. So. Oh, okay. Where are you guys <laughs> going to dinner? We're going to a uh, Chinese uh, buffet. Sounds oh, good, good, man. Very what good. time is it in your town right now? He's in California, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 10 to 7. 10 to cool. 7. Yeah, good time for dinner, definitely. Yeah, Sounds good, It's a little later than normal, but... Well, you had, to, you had to listen to as much of the uh, the show as possible, I'm sure. Right. Oh, yeah. That's so what I told the wife. I can't, I can't leave early. I got to watch the show. I listen to the show. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you really are becoming, I think, the the most famous talking metal listener at this point more it used to be like Bert Gabriel and Donnie G but Bert's still around Donnie G dropped off the face wow. of the earth yeah he was he was old school but yeah. Z-Man is the new king Z-Man he's a moderator on the forum over 3000 posts Unbelievable. no one is even close to you man yeah no you're like oh, like 2000 ahead of everybody i think but... well that that's good you know i've been there since i think day 5 you guys started this thing so wow man that's awesome i don't mean to talk bad about anybody but are there any posters that just kind of really rub you the wrong way yeah one guy he's not listening now so it's all good it's i understand he's a young kid so right what about drop d oh drop d is great man i love his little uh things with ollie and matter of fact i see ollie and jared all the time so you guys hang out in real life 
Yeah, we go to shows together. That's out of control, and, man. And you all got to know each other through Talking Metal. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable, that's amazing, man. Yeah. We are, are providing a bond we, for we, people. Uh, we hung out with Jared once. Yes, we hung out with Jared at this really City. cool place in New York City. But um, Haven't heard much from him lately, but a real good guy. Yeah, very good, Jared. Man. He was he trying was to help us get our Wikipedia entry going. Yeah, but, uh, it sort of yeah, stopped. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that. It's the nuttiest thing, that Wikipedia. Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out. And he's the man to write it, because that dude, he can write some good reviews. He can do some good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get some new reviews from him for the uh, for the website. But Z-Man, I just wanted to thank you, and thank you for calling in. Enjoy your meal. Oh, I will. Hey, thank you guys for everything, man. If it wasn't for you guys and Exciter, you know, I'd be sitting here with my thumb in my ass probably being bored. But <laughs> you guys are awesome, man. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Well, so thank you, Z-Man. We appreciate uh, all your help. We appreciate everything, and uh, we just, I still am blown away by, by you guys, by all of you guys. And thanks for becoming a, a moderator and actually help uh, run the forums. We appreciate hey, I that. Hey, I want to make it the best, well, it is the best metal forum, but I want to make it, you know, the, the best ever. Okay, cool. Z-Man, I hear, I hear somebody crying in the background. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, my daughter. She doesn't like sitting in the car seat. She's calling for me. Oh, okay, well, okay. why don't you go we'll attend you to your go, daughter man. and uh, drive safe? You bet. You guys keep on rocking, huh? Thanks, take care, Z-Man. Man. Thank you. All right, we'll see you. Okay, take care, man. Bye-bye. Very good. Speaking of names, there's only one name when you go to the Midwest. Well, there's various names, but the main talking metal crazy God. maniac guy is a is Dan from Chicago. Right. And he is on the He's line. He's on the line. Dan? Hey, guys. What's going on? Dan from Chicago, man. Good to hear your voice, man. How you doing? Good. It's been a while. Yeah, been I a couple know. couple months, right? Well, we didn't yeah. do a show for a few months. We, right. we did that one show recently, and then prior to that, we were just totally jammed up doing guys, the Talking Metal on Fuse show, so we were out. We you, were, you guys are too cool for us now. You guys are TV stars now. No, no. We're still <laughs> the same uh, dorks that we always were. Except yeah, Mark's I, cool and I'm the dork, but... <laughs> What's going on with you, Dan? Not much. I just want to tell you guys that I really enjoyed that Del, Del James interview. That was awesome. Cool. Thanks. Now, we got a lot of complaints that we didn't ask certain questions. Were you were you uh, upset by our questions to Dell? No, you guys did good. The only thing, though, is that when you guys talked, asked him about Axel, you know, kind of like it was like a, like a minute, and then that was it. Believe me, it was a little more than a minute. We'll, we'll just let you guys know, but we, we had to... Uh, you know, kind of uh, edit that right. interview, which we do to most of our talking metal interviews. Right. So, yeah, um, and you can even hear it in there. I say uh, I'm going to ask. We're going to ask you a few Guns and Roses questions, and right. I think only one of them made it out. But, okay. um, but that, that's cool. I mean, basically, we just pulled out some stuff. He didn't really have anything to say about right. Chinese so democracy. So he didn't have anything to say about you know Robin Fink leaving. He didn't have any answers for us. So I would have liked to heard like old stories. About the band, yeah, not, not so much new stuff. Because who, who cares? We're waiting for the album like everybody else. So really, what's the point? So I would like to hear old stories about Axel and Slash, and you know the November Rain stuff. You know what I mean? That's just me. Hmm. Yeah, he was so cool, man. I, I was just blown away by all of the great bands that he knows about, and he—I mean, he really knows his metal and his classic metal, his hard rock, and you know he's a just somebody that really followed all of the great historical groups and even the ones that weren't as big as the other ones, like the Fog Hats and all those bands. I, I thought that was great. Now, yeah. does he actually work for Axel? I mean, is he uh, like, you know, the main person for GunsNRoses.com that we read all the stuff? He's uh, the main guy that does it. It appears that way. There have been some other names attached to articles that have popped up on GunsNRoses.com, but... Uh, he is definitely, you know, well, he says in the interview that Axel's right. not only his best friend, but his boss. So um, he definitely appears, I don't know if he's the main guy. I mean, they have new management now, so I would assume they're the people in charge. Right, but I believe he was the road manager yeah, on the last tour. Yeah, he handles tour. The, the road manager duties on the Guns N' Roses tours. I, I enjoyed the interview, but at times he seems like a BSer. You know what I mean? Really? He's gotta get, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know if he's, like, telling, like, all truth on, like, stuff that, you know, certain bands, you know, she was talking about Twisted Sister, that he was friends with Twisted Sister, 
which is fine. I don't think he said he was friends with them. He said he was just a fan of theirs back in the day. Oh, okay. I thought he said that he was a friend, but it was like weird. Like, well, you know what he said? He was part of their their SMF, SMF, which was the name of their fan fan club, club. which was Sick Mother Fucking Friends Friends of of Twisted Twisted Sister. Sister. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had a sign uh, that uh, my first uh, concert, 1983, uh, Twisted Sister Queensrÿche. uh, I made a sign that said I'm an SMF, and D pointed at it. So I was that was my big first claim to rock fame. Cool. Okay, I don't want to be sound lame because I kind of put something in the in the Guns N' Roses form, and I'm sorry about that. But I was kind of happy. Uh, my wife made me watch American Idol, <laughs> and I was kind of happy that um, you know I don't know if you consider this dude a rocker, the guy that won. I don't know if you guys know anything about I, him. I didn't watch. My it. mom told me that he was a rocker, yeah, but, but I haven't watched the show. Uh, he he's pretty good. So I don't know if you know you know he's gonna make it big in the rock world or if he's gonna like you know what I mean. Yeah, here's my my issue with that show. The, the 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 deal those those people who go on that show who get picked who end up the finalists or whatever they have technically I guess good voices you'd say, you could say but but I don't believe any of them are true artists. Right. I mean, if you look at somebody, I don't care if it's Bob Dylan or Axl Rose or you know Ozzy Osbourne. Those or three, Paula Abdul, or Paula Abdul for that for that matter. They wouldn't make it on the they, show. They would not. Those those names we just mentioned, none of those guys would make it on to American right. Idol. Like a James Hetfield, even or in the metal world. I mean, yeah, just, or, I, I don't. Yeah, definitely. I don't think any of those guys would make it onto American Idol. And those guys that we just mentioned, uh, and right. girl Paula Abdul, are, are are true originals. You know, and it's. Uh, it, I'm kidding about the Paula Abdul thing, but. <laughs> That's that's my issue with the with that show. I think those those people. I mean, they 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 should go and sing on Broadway. That's you know. What, what do you uh, think of Daughtry though? I mean, he's at least making it. I think he sucks. World. Oh, you don't like him? Yeah, I think he's horrible. I think right. I think I think his voice is just just the the same old thing, and and he's not original, and he's not a, a true artist. Mm-hmm. And he's selling millions of records. So who am I to 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 criticize? The him? thing that's weird is that. You know, most of what history considers the great singers in music, like the Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney or, as Mark mentioned, Bob Dylan or Elvis or all these guys, you know, they're not always necessarily the world's greatest vocalists. And American Idol is basically a singing competition to see how technically good somebody can be in singing all these different songs. So it's just kind of weird that, you know, that's how we're getting our new you know big stars but but you know i want to see i want to see another mick jagger i'd rather see that than you know some technically proficient perfect person would you guys think a rock star supernova when that show was on would you guys think of that show i actually believe it or not didn't see it and there's yeah, no offense i, I to actually the show, watched but... that show um it, it it was it was mildly entertaining i mean a lot of the same Things I just said about the American Idol right. contestants. I, right. I think. Uh, wow, there's a lot of chatter going on in the chat room about yeah. Bud Friendly. Uh, Bud Friendly should go on American Idol. <laughs> Does Bud Friendly wear the mask in the studio? Somebody else wants to know. We s- please save all the questions for after Dan's phone call. Z-Man okay. simply says another gay show. <laughs> <laughs> we try our best.